like a physical strength, spiritual strength. Um, I'm grateful for you for strengthening me. Um, I, uh, I, I will, I will say it's funny because I caught that brother Lewis. You said uh, Guatemala, and you're like Guatemala. I heard that. I can do that too. I like to, I like to throw the accent around every once in a while to show off the talent. But um, I'm excited to, you know, again, like you said, there's, there's a reach, right? We have. We got to believe. I mean, we go to men's conference and we see like brothers across, and we're like, "Where are you from?" And that's that same spirit. That's that same spirit, right? It's it's global, and I think we would be uh, cutting the Lord short if we didn't believe that He could do work wherever. So um, continue as many of you will uh, lift them both up in prayer. Um, I. I've been charged a little bit as of lately. A lot of the sermons that we've we've heard and the studies that we've heard, uh, I believe it was probably as early as last Sunday that there was kind of an urgency of like, I believe Elder said like, you know, there's somebody on your mind right now to share that word, right? There's somebody that's coming to your mind. And I was like, yeah, okay, I got it, right? It's right on there. And I'm sure many of you that that person, or persons came to your mind. And um, I, I'm, I'm one of those, you know, like the phone people where it's like you have a billion and a half little notifications or none, that one's gonna bug you. I'm the one, like a, a little red icon on there. I'm like, I gotta take care of it. So I knew it would annoy me. And I put a little icon that said, probably around the time that I was gonna come in contact with this person, like a few minutes before. And so it came up and I was like, all right, here we go. And I'm, you know, talking myself in and out. And, and it was an interesting concept because I, I, I mean, I was determined this, you know, happens on the weekend and then you got to wait and there they come. And it's the end of the workday. It's when I get to come across this individual and I was ready and prepared and the notification went off and where I see them going down the hallway. And it was an interesting feeling because, um, I didn't actually go that time and say something and I felt peace about it. It's kind of a weird feeling. Um, you know, those times like when you're, you're forcing the, the word on people or you're forcing like that conversation and they say hi and they're like, Oh, hi. Hey, you know, speaking of hi, let me tell you about the, it, you know, we're forcing something and I didn't feel that peace from there. But what I did feel from the Lord is saying, I saw that intention and I know that you're ready. So when there is that opening, because I felt it with this individual. Uh, the Lord continued to make that thought on me. And I, I, I was like, you know, there's times, I guess, when there's the human element, the nervousness we get and all the thinking that we do, our thoughts of why it prevents us. And uh, the other thought that came to me this week was, I think sometimes we don't share and talk about him. It's because we may not know him as much as we think. And uh, it, it's a, sometimes that's like, those thoughts or those words, it'll prick you. And I was like, okay, Lord, tell me more. And uh, he sure enough did. I thought of a couple things, right? Um, you know, during fasts, when we put away and you push things out, you miss things. You, the news events or, you know, whatever uh, sporting things going on, who, you know, what life event happened in families. And you're missing these things. 
Um, and I've learned, and I, I've shared it before, it's kind of exciting for other people because you are that person that has not heard that thing before. So they're like, oh, yeah, did you hear about that? And, and I can legitimately say, no, I, I haven't heard about that. And they get excited and they want to tell you. And, you know, it's like, oh, let me tell you about it, right? It's probably days old by then. But they, they share those things. Well, I realize when I'm not fasting and I'm, you know, feeding that flesh and I'm doing that, it's like I'll be sitting there and I might be with my wife or at work and I'm like, the only thing I can think about is that thing, Right. It's like I, I got done scrolling and, and I might read some news articles and something's happening in, in the U.S., something's happening across the world. And I'm like, okay, okay. Doesn't affect me, right? Put my phone down or, uh, you know, step away from the computer. And then it's like the only thing I'm wanting to talk about is that thing. It's weird, right? When we think about it, I'm like, it's not really that weird. Um, I've caught myself at times, too, where I'm like, no, that's, that's that thing again. Let me just stop and not say anything. And I'm like, I'm not talking about anything, am I? Because all I wanted to talk about was that thing. And I thought, you know, if I poured into the word as much as I did that thing, that's all that would come out, right? That's all that I would say is like, oh, did you hear about it? I was reading this thing and because I've been there too. I know that we've been there. We Those times where we're, there's like seasons where we're just digging into the word or preachings and and that's all we talk about, right? To our families, probably annoyance at times for some. And they're like, is that all you talk about? Uh, yeah, sometimes, right? And I pour into it, and that's all that comes out. Um, I've done that, you know, whether it's news, um, you know, sports, or my least favorite one. Well, I won't say this. My least favorite time is politics. Around November, October, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I got a king. I'm going to trust my king. I'm not going to, you know, discredit and, and do my civic um, obligation, but I, I am going to trust my king. So I just get tired of hearing those things. And when I, I think back to a lot of times where the Lord has been in my life, and, you know, I've shared oftentimes where God has done amazing things, and we hear those, um, I'm getting to a place where I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of saying, uh, I guess I call them, Bible phrases or Christian phrases, if I don't mean them, right? Like if I'm, if I'm praying and I'm like, hallelujah, Lord, I'm like, what does that mean? You know, and, and a while ago, I was like, what does that mean? I say that often. What in the world does that mean? And I'm looking it up. Praise you, the Lord. I'm praise you, the Lord. Okay. So sometimes I might say hallelujah, and then I'm like, you know what? Let me actually be intentional about what I'm saying. Um, I might say amen. I might say that a lot, right? I might say, hey, you know, God bless you. Is that coming a catchphrase? For me, the Lord has, has pricked that to me that I don't want to just say anything if it's not meaningful. I don't want to say anything just because that's what we do. Um, because before we know it, those same Pharisees and those same religious people that we read about, I become one of them. I become that. And I go, I'd rather not speak than to just say things that don't have weight. I would rather be silent in order to make sure that the words that come out of my mouth have weight. You know, if I'm going to be held accountable for all the words that I speak, I don't want to just speak to speak to speak. Um, um, I, I do know one of the, the blessings that I have in uh, my walk and my journey with the Lord and coming to know him is he likes to show his nature and his, you know, who he is through life, right? Um, 
it's hard for us to, to fathom our life, you know, as we're still living. And I, I don't think any of us have like this number where we're like, well, that's it, right? We're just going and we continue to go to sleep and we wake up and I'm expecting another day tomorrow. That's just how this has been going for me for a while, right? Um, I don't know any different. So I, I'm not going to think, oh, it's tomorrow's different. Um, it's going to be the same. And so what happens is in this little shell of our life, the things that I go through, the Lord speaks to it if I'm hearing him. Um, and in my marriage, you know, that's that it's a beautiful thing where, um, you know, we, we hear about that and we hear about coming to know, you know, our spouse when we were first married versus as years go on. And, you know, so many times the Lord has ministered after the fact, like there's a, a situation or, you know, um, just something that, you know, in a marriage that we would do or go through or, um, take part of. And afterwards the Lord would be like, Hey, that's that thing. You know, in that word where we read about it here, like that's that in your version, right? Like not the old Testament version, new Testament version and the sandal wearing days of the, the desert, I guess is what I picture. But, um, you know, that's, that's it. Um, I, I think one of the, the ones that stand out to me the most is at times where, you know, if me and my wife are not in sync, if something's, you know, bugging one of us and, um, you know, I'm, I'm bugging her, she's bugging me. And we get to that point where it's, it's a frustrating feeling. She's the only one that makes me feel better. Right. I, I mean, I pray and I seek that and, and, and God gives me that peace, but it's like, man, you're bugging me, but I really want you to help me feel better. Right. And it's, it seems silly, but I mean, you guys know it. You're married. You understand that. They dig at you and you're like, oh, get over here. We're going to grumble at you and have that face. But it's like, I, you make me feel better. And I mean, the Lord's like, hey, you know that thing? You know that time when I frustrate you? That time when I'm asking you to do something that you didn't want to, but it was for me and for our relationship? It's like, yeah, I didn't want to do that. But he's like, that's what I'm talking about. That is a relationship. And it marks me, right? I'm like, okay, Lord. I can see that in the natural. And I, and I love that in the natural. And he's like, how much more in the spiritual? How much more to your heavenly father? And, you know, as the bride and the bridegroom, how, how much more is that in that relationship? Um, I, I also know one of those things that uh, I've come to love is like the, whether it's like the look, right? Like we can give each other like a, we're thinking the same type of thing or, or, you know, at times it's like the same words are coming out. And um, that happens when you spend time with your spouse, right? You're with anybody. If you're spending time with them, you start to, I remember when I was a kid, I used to mimic my friend's laugh. I was like, I, when I honestly heard it, I thought, I got to go home. <laughs> uh, your laugh is weird. No, um, I, I was like, I could just, I recognize it like that's, that's me spending time with them. And, and so I'm like, I got to, I got to separate right here. It, in, in my marriage, when we're thinking the same thoughts, it's funny because it's like we can be in places and it's like give her a look and it's like an inside joke or just experiences we've gone through. We know what we're thinking. Um, that's what happens with the Lord, right? Sometimes we want that big old megaphone from the Lord to speak to us. But he's like, hey, we've been through this before. You already know what I'm thinking. You don't have to wait for that audible voice that's going to come through. You know, we spent time together. You know me. Okay, Lord, I, I hear that. Um, I, I also know, it, you know, in addition to my marriage, you know, me being a dad, it is very eye-opening. And, and me being around kids a lot, I, I'm always open to ministry. Um, 
I'm not going to share it in, in, well, at all really today, but I was able to minister to one of my students today just about something that I had to grow up and deal with. And, you know, again, in that moment, in that time, not awesome, but I got to minister to them. And I, I'm grateful. And I thank God for that. Thank God to minister. And I thank God for that trial. And, and so as a parent, as I, I teach my kids and, and do that, I get ministry moments a lot, right? Uh, I think a lot of times it's that discipline piece. We, you know, that's a, that's a common one where we don't want to, we don't want to necessarily do that thing into discipline, but we also know we're sending them out and they got to be grownups and be people that others like. And we're like, we're going to squash this now. Um, I love you. This is the store. You can't pull that. Um, we're just going to smile, though, because we're going to take care of this later, right? Like, it's, it's those feelings where I'm like, I, I want to make sure that we, we take care of our kids and we're not just spoiling them and giving them what they want. We're trying to raise them because we want them to grow up to be productive people, right? People that people enjoy and people that they like. And according to what the Word of God says, we hold that. At work, and I'm held accountable for how I'm raising my kids. I don't want to fall short on that. Um, but it's out of love, right? Uh, it's also when we know them, right? And I get this a lot being a teacher is I get the, the common phrase of, oh, they don't do that at home. And that could be good or bad, right? It's not just a negative, but they don't act that well at home. Or like, well, they would never do that at home. That's interesting. Well, I know them a little bit now since it's uh, two-thirds of the year, so... I can tell you a little bit more about them because I know them. Um, I, I remember a time my kids ministered to me. This is this okay, guys? Okay. We're going to go into the Word here soon, but I, I want to set this because um, I, I feel the Lord speaking to us tonight. I, I remember uh, a time being at the park, and um, uh, some of my kiddos were kind of doing a little track deal. And, again... When you're comfortable, and you're comfortable in your setting, and you're comfortable about, with like who you're around. I guess I use like that leash metaphor, right? You start feeling like, oh, I can go a little bit over here, and my safety net is is okay. And the braver you feel, the further you can get. And before you know it, it's like they could be like way across there, and it's like they see a little speck, and they're like, nah, I think that's my parent, and and they feel good about it. Uh, but there's always a line. There's always a spot where that's too far. And um, in this instance, that's what happened. Uh, they found that point where it was too far. And I, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you can only run so fast. You can only shout so loud. But if there's a distance between, it's just going to take a little bit of time to get closer. And so in this instance, you know, I see uh, uh, like a panic, right? Like, what's going on? Like, where's my safety net? Where's my parents? And I see that distance. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to, I mean, I did my best. I'm running, right? It's, I'm, I see a need and I'm going and there's a panic and there's a look and my heart is just, it, I can't get there fast enough, right? Um, it was a straight line, but it, I mean, there was nothing I could do other than just keep going and little time came and eventually they got to the point where they made eye contact or they heard and it was just a piece on them, but you know, more so on me and uh and I got them there and gave them a little squish, a little extra squish. Um, don't go too far next time. But the Lord reminded me and said, hey, 
that's in the word, you know, whether that would be that lost sheep that was gone and was like, ah, where am I? Or, you know, the son, prodigal son who's gone too far and is like, you know, what am I doing way out here? I want to go back. And they come back and, and there's their dad. And the dad's like, hey, come here. We're going to talk about this probably, but come here. And the Lord's like, that's it. That's the modern day version of it. You come to know it. And I could read the story of prodigal son. I could read the lost sheep and it's powerful, but there's something different about experiencing it. Right. Um, and I, that's what I love about the word. You can read that and it could apply to many different things. We're not trying to shove it in and fit, you know, a triangle into a square spot and, and saying, no, yeah, it's close enough. No, the word can speak and minister in so many directions. And that's the living word of God. Um, I come to know him. Um, you know, during our time of fasting, I I was uh, reading and I told my wife this a while ago. It's like, I love the idea of reading. And it's like, no, but really, like, I really desire to read. I just don't. And I can't. I feel like I just sit there and I'm reading and then my mind's gone. And um, I really would just the idea of going and sitting in a quiet place, coffee shop, like uh, back when we had borders, uh, I just, I was like, Hey, we just go there. And I'm like, man, if I could just have a book and sit there and not drink coffee, I just smell the coffee, I guess, but be there. Oh, man, it sounds so good. And, uh, and during fasting, you know, pushing away things, I found more time and, and starting to continue to develop a love for reading and a stamina for reading. Cause that's real stamina for reading. Um, I started reading Nona Freeman books. And man, I just, uh, I started with one of those from the back, uh, Potholes in the Sky. And I was just like, man, I've never even been on a plane, but this is so awesome. <laughs> and I'm reading it. And uh, she would refer to the Lord as my friend. Like she would, she would talk to her husband, Bug, and, and make comments about, you might need to talk to your friend. I came away with that thinking, these are great stories, but they're testimonies. And I never met her. I never met him. But I, I can tell that they knew him and, and how they would describe. They knew him. They knew him. I want to know him like that. I want to know him where it's, it's just, that's him, right? I might know him in, his, in some areas where he might be my father. I might know him as my comforter and my healer, but I want to know him. And if you have your Bibles, uh, can you turn with me to Matthew 25. Uh, we're going to be Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1. Uh, Brother Lewis mentioned this, and I'm grateful for the Spirit of the Lord that ministers, um, continues to to lead us where he's talking about. Uh, he referenced uh, this, and, and I want us to read it and, and kind of just understand what's going on here. Chapter 25, verse 1 says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. 
They all slumbered and slept. Yeah, sometimes I read that and I thought, oh, they were on guard and five of them were like peeking out the window waiting. No, they, they all slept. Verse six, and at midnight there was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Verse 12, but he answered and said, verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. They didn't know. The Lord said, I, I didn't know you. Um, knowledge of him, and I know we've heard this before, knowledge of the Lord and knowledge about the Lord is different, right? It's that context. I can look at uh, some celebrity or somebody and, and I can tell you facts about them, but I don't know them. There's, a, there's that big difference. And you know, we hear that a lot, but it's important. We have to know him, not just know about him. That's a good start, right? Um, it's a good start. We, we want to know about him, but we need to know him. Um, I, I'm reminded of, um, we're going to turn a few more places here today, uh, but John chapter 14. You know, we come into um, places where when we, when we know the Lord, when we're starting to know him, even just the slightest, um, we have to understand the Lord is going to say some things that's going to hurt. And we understand it's out of love, right? Um, I think that comes with maturity. I don't, I don't think many people, and if you are, I, that is a blessing, but I don't know many people that can just hear a hard word and just accept it and receive it. Um, there's hurt. And it hurts when the Lord says things. It hurts when people say things. And, um, you know, sometimes we take that hurt from what they say and think the Lord's just picking on me. It's like, no, he's, he's saying those things because he cares. But John 14 and verse 8, um, 8 and 9, we have Philip and he says, uh, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father and it sufficeth, sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest that, that then? Show us the Father. I, I mean, I read those, and a lot of times I want to give these individuals who read about a hard time, like, how would you not know? Like, really? I, I can't say for any of those, right? I always love obviously reading here and reading Peter and, and reading all of these disciples and apostles and, and people, right, who have made mistakes. We, we do that. Um, the Lord sometimes asks us that question, you know, like, you know, I just want to know more about you. And it's a good desire, but sometimes he's like, what, what do you mean you want to know? You already know about me in that area. We've been through some stuff, me and you, right, along the ways. I, I go back and I was, I was sharing with, you know, just about discussing the Lord and talking about him and sharing and, and um, sharing the gospel, telling people about it. I remember when I first came to the Lord, 
um, I remember my baptism day was coming up and there was, you know, the retail days of, I probably had to work. I was like, oh, I gotta, gotta get a day off. And uh, Saturdays, Sundays are hard days to get off. A lot of people like them. And so I remember coming in and, and uh, going to my boss and being like, I need Saturday off. I'm going to get baptized. Uh, or, you know, I needed this day off and I, I really need to be baptized and, and I'm excited. And, and, but I had like no problem sharing it with them. It wasn't like I was trying to be in sly and was like, I just need a day off. And, and then they pressed me and I reluctantly tell them, it was like, I need this day off. I'm getting baptized. And I was like, so excited. And as time went on, it's like, oh, I just, I have a personal thing I have going on in February for a few days. I just need some time off. Like that happens to us if we're not careful. And, and the Lord's like, what are you doing? That zeal that you had, now you know me more and you're not sharing it. Um, and I feel sometimes that's like what Philip is having. It was, I don't know if it was a doubt. I don't know if it was a questioning. I don't know if it was that humanity, but that's sometimes I feel in that same spot where the Lord's like, what are you doing? You know me, you know me. Um, I joke and I tell my, uh, my students at the end of the year, I have one rule for you. And is when you go to the next grade, you cannot ignore me and pretend that you don't know who I am because I will be an obnoxious like that. Hey, 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 and I will tap you. And um, but it's funny, though, because it happens. Right. And it happened um, earlier this week. I was having coverage for the next grade. And these first graders, some of them were looking at me like, I don't know. He's looking at me and like, really, really? And it, it hurts. Right. I'm like. I spent all this time and doing all those things and trying to raise you to be little people, little manageable people in society for a year, right? But they, you know, lighthearted, but sometimes it happens, right? And time goes or, or things happen and we just are like, oh, Lord, we're not immune to that. We're not immune to that. If I could tell Philip, say, that happens today. Um. Turn with me uh, again to Philippians um, chapter 3. We're going to be Philippians chapter 3 and verse 4 tonight. Um, Paul, Paul had some testimonies going on and, um, you know, I know we've read this. I know we've talked about this, but it's, it's important to see verse four, though I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he hath, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness with the law, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Now, I, I can, I can, uh, I guess I can relate to that. I guess that proclamation or zeal, not necessarily I can relate to like, oh, I've done all those things, right? But I can relate to having an attitude of saying, you know what, I might have done this thing, I might have done this thing, 
but I, I don't count it as anything. I count it as a loss for Christ. There's areas in my life where the Lord has dealt with me that if he said, stop and don't do this and give this up, I don't care how far you've made it. If he said, stop, I'd say, okay, Lord, I don't care. I don't care about that. Um, I don't care how, what the status is. I don't care what others might view. I'll give it up for you. I may not have done the things Paul has or whatever, but in my life and where he has placed me, there's things that I am just like that. But the, he goes on and he continues in verse eight. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of, of, of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith. Verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. He, it, it wasn't just the letting go of the things for Christ. It's that he wanted to know him. And, you know, if you read that, you're like, there's a difference of, you know, I think back of Jesus of ministry when he was calling his disciples and he would go and, you know, he knew who he was picking. He would come. It wasn't just like his favorite number and, and people that were available. He was going and a purpose and picking these individuals and they had a choice. Yeah, many of them expressed that they understood and they were contemplating that. And in that time when the Lord would call people to spend time to, to fellowship with him, uh, may, they may have known that was coming or not, but they did not have the history yet. They were, they were new. Um, we call them babes, right? They, were, they might have seen some of those things. They might have heard those, the, the preachings of, of, of what he has done, but they were stepping into a place for the first time saying, I'm committing unto you. I'm going to go with you, Jesus. But Paul is a little different here. Paul has a little history with the Lord. Um, he has a lot of history in that. And so when he's here and he's speaking and he's saying that I may know him, like, what do you mean that you may know him? You know him pretty well. This isn't just something that you're like, ah, I, I don't know. I guess I'm going to go over to this thing I've never had any experience of and get to know you. He knew the Lord pretty well. But any of those things that he had done, he's still saying, I give it all up to know you more. I, I think there's never, you know, we, we talk about, these spiritual climbs and these walks. And again, these are those phrases I was talking to you about. I'm not saying this to just say these Christian phrases we hear. We walk with the Lord. No, when we're journeying with the Lord, as we are maturing in the Lord, we never come to a spiritual plateau where we're like, boom, that's the top. And that's as far as it goes. Now I just need to make sure not to fall down. It's continual. We're only going to go as high as we desire to go, right? If he calls us early, then he calls us but my trajectory should be still going up. And whether I made it to this level or this level or this level, whenever he calls, so be it. But I don't want to get to that point where I'm just like, I'm good. I'm good. And I see that with Paul. Paul was not satisfied with what he knew already. Um, he's over here writing letters in prison, talking and saying, you know, I want to know you more, Lord. Um, that hunger was still there. I get satisfied after little things, after great services. And, and sometimes I go home and I'm so full and Lord's like, I have so much more to share. 
I just want to, I want you to know me more. Um, I know you, but do you know me? And so if you're anything like me, when I hear that and I'm like, all right, okay, Lord, I, I understand what you're calling. You're asking me to, to know you more. You're asking me to do that. But how? What does that look like? How do I do that? Um, I can sit and I can close my eyes and say, Lord, I, I just want to know you. Um, I can say that for lots of things. Like, if I'm like, man, I just, I want to learn a new language. Well, going to have to do something, right? There's an action behind it. If I want to know him, I've got to do something. Uh, and turn with me to 1 John chapter 2. I try not to, like, take it, uh, I don't know, I guess not personal, but anytime, like, you'll hear, like, phrases like, oh, you know, men like this thing, or, like, other mentions, like, bullet points and lists and things, like, maybe true, um, possibly. And and so I read the word, and I'm like, isn't there, like, a bullet point somewhere? Like, something really clear for me? Um, and the Lord did that in First John chapter 2. Uh, verse 3, the word says, And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. Boom, bullet point, highlighter moment. We keep his commandments. How do we know that we know him? We keep his commandments. Um, and we're not talking just the, you know, that law mindset. Um, we're talking like what he's, he spoke here in his word. He's given us clear directions on things. And what, what I find is that, you know, you know, we hear about relationships and doing it and it becomes sometimes it's a, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then it, it becomes that love, right? It's, a, it's I know you and I love you. Um, he continues on in verse four. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. That's how we know him. If I want to know him, I have to do what he did. I have to walk as he walked, uh, whether his nature is. And I think if we want to find excuses, we can in that statement. If we want to say like, oh, I can never walk as he walked. Well, yeah, you're right. But um, you might possibly have the spirit of the Lord helping you. I think you're going to be able to do it. I think in those areas when you're like, I don't feel worthy. And he's like, exactly. Get out of the way. Let me help you. I can do that for you. That is how you get to know him. And so when you get to do that and you walk through it and you're walking in your journey and the Lord proves himself, because he'll prove himself. Um, when he does that, and then you have that time of prayer, um, he's like, hey, we did it. You, get, you got to know me a little bit more. You know, when I, I think back to prayer, I guess in my my early walk, and even sometimes now if I'm not, I guess, careful on it, is it's my list time. But my prayers, I get to know him. When I pray, when we pray, we get to know him. I'm not, it's not an exaggeration. The more you pray, you're getting to understand his nature, his care, his love. Before long, you're praying about things. You're like, why in the world am I even concerning myself for that why why is my you know why are there tears coming from my eyes and i'm praying about this thing i would never have done that because there might be that care for him 
There might be that, that burden that he's feeling and you are that one who's reaching the throne to pray on their behalf and in intercession. We pray, we get to know him. I'm, I'm afraid, you know, as Brother Lewis shared that time and, and knowing that hour that, you know, he mentioned as we started here, I know and I have an understanding that if I'm ready and I'm prepared and I know, I don't have to question and worry and be like, what does the word say? I can't remember. What do I do now? I know it was in here somewhere, but I can't remember what's the next action. I mean, in my marriage, we're still getting to that point where we're, we're still knowing more. And every year that goes on, we know more and more about one another. And, you know, it's like, it's just, again, it's, it's, I can see her. The world might explain it in like, oh, you're just by, it's a telepathy. That's garbage. It's a relationship thing. It's something that happens when you spend time with someone and you know them. And, and so in our marriage, I know, I know some things I see, look, or I hear something and I'm like, I know she hears something. I have a look on my face, no matter what the words are coming out, she knows something. And you know, how much more of the Lord, how much more does the Lord know that about us? We, sometimes we trick ourselves and we think, yeah, how could he possibly know that? Um, I, I don't want to ever catch myself again where I'm at that plateau and I'm thinking to myself, I gotta, the Lord just doesn't understand me. Is it that or is it the other way? Is it the Lord not understanding who we are in our frame or is it, you know, us not understanding who he is? I ask myself those questions and, and I know I shared it this, uh, at the outset of it is, I pray and I'm talking to the Lord and I find myself more and more stopping mid prayer because I'm like, I'm doing that thing again. I'm doing that thing where I'm just speaking. Lord, you know, you know, I've even, I've been praying. Uh, I, I did it today. I'm praying I'm like, how are you doing today, Lord? Just like that. I, you, it's a conversation. If I'm talking to the Lord, I might use my my human mindset of how I would talk to somebody else, but really what the words were were implying is like, I want to know about you, right? If if there was somebody who came into to you know if, if my wife and I both got off of work and we just started like how was your day and I just say everything and all I'm waiting is for her to you know finish her saying so I can tell her all the things and there's no listening and no dialogue going on we're not listening. Um, and I feel like, man, how many times do I do that to the, to the Lord? How many times am I just speaking? How are you doing, Lord? And it's a conversation. I, I want to know him. Um, let's stand here uh, this evening. You know, it said before that we can't know, you know, everything about the Lord in just that moment. Um, I think it, it comes with a desire in our heart. It, it comes with a desire in just being done. You know, for me, you know, I mentioned the example of prayer. That comes with me just being tired of saying some things. Not saying everything that I pray or every time I speak to him, it's just a vain repetition. But it just gets tiring sometimes when you're like, what am I, what am I doing? And I understand when the word here, when we hear it, the Lord pricks our hearts for something. Um, I believe with all my heart, we desire to know him. And, you know, as the scripture says, uh, his depths are unsearchable. I could spend my whole life searching and searching and 
I plan on spending my whole life searching and searching. Um, and I'll get to know him. And my goal is to, to meet the Lord and be like, man, there's so much more. I don't want to just be stuck on page one. Um, you know, I mentioned about me trying to read. I know there's more to read. And I can read that word and continue to hear more things that I've never heard before. That is the power of the word of God. And that's, that's the adventure of knowing him. And so I, I want us to pray. And as the Lord would lead you, if something is spoken to you, if you know that area where the Lord has said, this is where I want you to start in knowing me more, um, talk to him about it. Be intentional with our words. Let's, let's pray. Father, we desire, Lord, to hear. We desire, Lord, to hear from you. Not to just speak, Lord, of the words that we would hear, the traditions, Lord, of the phrases we might say, Lord God. But I pray, help us to speak to you. Help us to converse with you, Lord, and let us to listen. I pray, Lord God, let us put down our lists when we come to you. Let us put down, Lord, the cares that we have and just come to know you, to spend time to fellowship, Lord, to abide in you. Lord, you desire Lord, to do more in us. You desire, Lord, to care for us. You desire, Lord, to spend time with us. I pray, Father, help us. Help us in those places, Lord, where we don't know you well. Help us, Lord God, in those deeper places where you desire for us to know you more. For in those places, Lord, you will perform works. You will use us for your purpose. You will help us, Lord, in those areas where we're struggling. But you will use us to minister to where you have asked us, Lord God. Jesus, Lord, let us be willing vessels here that are saying, here we are, Lord God. Here we are, Lord God. Let us hear, Lord. 